I just wanted to let everyone know I'm a LaCroix boy now, and I drink LaCroix. Uh What's up, everybody? It's me, your favorite host, Emma, uh, here for another episode of Casual Obsession, where we talk about various horror movies and what we thought of them, because our opinions matter. With me today are... Yeehaw. It's me, Noah, the LaCroix <laughs> boy. <laughs> we really couldn't have left that at the door, huh? Nope. <laughs> we shouldn't. It, you, nope. it needs it's to get out. It's also me. It's also me, Noah's wife. No, I will not clarify any further. And it's the uh, and and me, the 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 non Lacroix boy, Dietz sibling, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one right. that's not actively disappointing anybody right now. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, me, Jeff, and Mr. and Mrs. LaCroix boy are here today <laughs> to talk about Halloween, not the... <laughs> Jeff, are you okay? Please try and get it together. Sorry, Mr. and Mrs. LaCroix boy just did it for me. Uh... <laughs> anyway, we're talking okay, about Halloween cool. today. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Halloween today, not the holiday but in fact the movie uh specifically we're talking about halloween the original movie which was released in 1978 directed by john carpenter who a lot of you will probably be familiar with because he delighted he directed 1982's the thing which is a very popular horror movie that i obviously haven't seen um but i've heard good good things about we should cover it sometime Yes, we That'd be a good one to cover. So the directing credit belongs to John Carpenter. However, he wasn't the one who came up with the idea of Halloween. It was conceived by um, one of the producers of the movie, Erwin Yablins. Yablans? <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. Um, basically, he wanted to produce some sort of horror movie. However, he didn't have a lot of money to do so. So he was trying to think of just something to do. And he was on a plane and ended up having a dream kind of about um, like a Halloween-esque slasher villain. And then pitched the idea to John Carpenter. They ended up writing the script for the movie in less than two weeks. And then they put all of this together. Halloween was originally released as an independent film and was such a success that when it came out that it made $70 million during its theatrical run, which gave it the record for highest grossing independent film of all time until it was dethroned 12 years later by a pinnacle of cinema. Can any of you guess what movie dethroned it? Can you please tell me it's not Titanic? It's not Titanic. Titanic wasn't it independent. Wasn't independent. Uh, yeah. Oh, independent. If it was yeah. independent, was it a uh, like a Kevin Smith movie? I don't believe so. Okay. 
I will leave you waiting for no longer. It was 1990s live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? (laughs) No. Incredible film. Uh, Definitely defined my childhood, so I think it's worthy of having dethroned Halloween. Um, A few fun facts about the movie uh, that I was able to find out. One of the most notable is this was Jamie Lee Curtis's debut film. She was paid mm-hmm. $8,000 for it. Um, <laughs> a lot of you may know Jamie Lee Curtis as the mom from, um, what was that? Freaky Friday? Body Swap movie? Yeah, it was Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. <laughs> She's also the mom, one of a couple moms in Knives Out. Yep, yep. She was in that too. She was very good. She was one of my favorite of that family yeah she did a great job she's obviously been in a lot of movies but i just wanted to call out freaky friday yeah, the highlights, <laughs> really. honestly i have yeah. good feelings toward freaky friday yeah i, I haven't seen film. it in a very long time i've never seen that version of it it's the only one i've ever seen there's another one there's i think three. there's a sequel uh there's three. There's an older one than the one with Jamie Lee Curtis, and then there's like a 2019 or 2021 that's a musical. Really? That's I'm, yes. <laughs> I need to find this. Please do not ask me how I know that. <laughs> um, okay, so as I kind of mentioned before, uh, this movie had close to no budget, uh, and as such, there wasn't a like wardrobe department or a costuming department. So mm-hmm. all of the actors in the movie are actually wearing their own clothes. Oh. Amazing. Um, after an early screening of the movie, a critic said that it like wasn't very scary at all. And so when John Carpenter heard this, he ended up composing the entire score for the movie by himself in less than three days. Man, that, that's what that Spike does. Really fueled by that's Spike. That's a classic that Carpenter <laughs> move there. He liked doing his own soundtracks from what I gather. Yeah, and this one is definitely, I mean, at least, like, the Michael Myers theme mm-hmm. uh, is very notable. Yeah. And it's definitely recognizable. Yeah, the rest of um, it sounds kind of like uh, like basic Carpenter soundtrack kind of stuff. Like, if you watch The Thing, it sounds kind of the same for most of it. Mm-hmm. All the, like, odd well, little synthesizer not, so. stuff. Another fun fact yeah. that I saw was that mm-hmm. Uh, in both the script as well as the credits for the movie. Um, it may have been changed like later on with later releases of the movie, but originally the killer was referred to as The Shape, um, mm-hmm. and the name was borrowed from the Salem Witch Trials because judges would often call spirits who harmed others shapes. Oh. Huh. Um, which is an interesting I wondered fact. why. That's very interesting. Uh, that's good to know. Good question. I don't know why. But that's that's just what I found out. Um, so yeah, so with all that said, uh, those were my fun facts. I definitely have some thoughts and feelings about this movie, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Halloween franchise or specifically the first movie, uh, Halloween is about a killer and his victims. The killer is obviously Michael Myers, uh, not Mike Myers of um, Austin Powers fame. Uh, they're two different people. And mm-hmm. that was a joke that was made in the movie 
Um, Nina, you know the movie. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. It's one of my favorite jokes in that movie. It's great and I'm joke. I'm pretty sure it's partially because they actually wanted to get the Michael Myers Halloween mask, but couldn't. And I'm pretty sure Mike Myers was thrilled with what they went with. Yeah. Actually, I forgot to mention this fun fact. So let's rewind real quick. Um, so Michael Myers obviously has a very distinct mask, very recognizable, very creepy. Uh, the original mask was actually a cheap $1 mask of William Shatner, and they just removed the eyebrows and the sideburns, then stretched it a bit and painted it white. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that a lot. It looks it looks nothing like William Shatner, no. and yet everything like William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember hearing a long time ago that they turned the mask inside out, and that's what it was. Oh. But, like... It doesn't look it like doesn't that. Yeah, look no, like that's, that is... Out. Also, exactly. how would the hair... No, that's exactly it. Like, <laughs> the hair wouldn't work if yeah. that were the case. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was Debunked. So, <laughs> yes, so the movie starts off showing Michael Myers as a seven-year-old and uh, six, he's kind of like six or seven six year old six uh mm-hmm. he's kind of stalking through his house on halloween night and ends up murdering his sister in his room uh his parents get home are obviously freaked out and then he's arrested and put in like an asylum and uh, ever since then he doesn't really talk and uh, he's very just kind of like blank face sort of um, and then, however, so many years later, 15. Noah, how many years, 15 years later? Yep, 15. He is able to escape from the asylum, and on Halloween night, he makes it back to his old home and uh, starts kind of harassing these girls, following them, and then at night begins to hunt them. Um, and that's basically a short synopsis of the movie and i'll fill out the spoilery part like once we get to the spoilery part oh that was (laughs) non-spoilery that was non-spoilery because you don't find out like if everybody lives everybody dies like what happens yeah i think that's pretty good non-spoilery yeah Yeah. i mean for anyone anyone who's familiar with slashers though kind of knows the direction it's going yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's pretty much the thing. This is like one of the big proto slashers, you know. Yeah. Like, so it very this much... helped establish the formula. There's not a lot to talk about because there's not a lot of plot. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So with that, um, I know you guys have a lot of feelings about this movie, and mm-hmm. for me, um, it definitely shows its age at times. For there sure. were a couple times, especially in the beginning where I literally laughed because I was like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, he, like, he jumps on top of a car at one point to escape the asylum and, like, breaks the window to grab the girl. And just that whole, the whole <laughs> yeah. way they did that was just so awfully bad. Um, I, I actually yeah. have written in my notes that I thought that whole scene just felt a little like you know just kind of half-assed you know like yeah like they really yeah. didn't go as hard as they could have. I yeah. think my favorite this is definitely aged moment is you said obviously his parents freak out when you described how they responded to him murdering his sister and I just want to say they did not yeah they just they just they see him and they're just like oh child. hey Mike. <laughs> 
like, Michael, what are you doing? And he's holding a bloody chef's knife. And they're just like, he's probably fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's Michael. true. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in spite of that, um, and in spite of the fact that obviously being one of the pinnacles of slasher movies, it obviously is very formulaic to what we understand now. And so there wasn't a whole lot that was like surprising. I still enjoyed it. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about how I think this movie, or where I think this movie got some influence from. And um, I enjoyed some of the choices that they made with it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it as like a good thought provoking movie that Oh, yeah. Like, will really make you think or anything. This is a but good one to a, put on and, like, sort of half pay attention to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're, like, having a Halloween party some year and you want a movie that you don't have to pay too much attention to, um, but it'll still be enjoyable to have on, like, Halloween is good, or if you want to put on a movie and just, like, work on something, like, I feel like this would be a good one. Yeah. Um, I would probably give it... Like a six out of ten. I think that's about where I would land as well. Like a six, because it's it's good, but I I didn't necessarily have a great time with it. You know. Yeah. So I just looked up my old rating of it, and for some reason, I rated this movie um, nine stars. Wow. What the fuck? Uh, Which is not how I feel. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm a. I know I've heard you talk very highly of it in the past. I think this is a solid seven. I mm. think you can't you can't downplay how it like it helped kick off the slasher genre. Oh, absolutely, and it provided but a lot of very also, direct inspiration for the Friday the Thirteenth series. So obviously, exactly, I have to love I, it for that. But but I'm also of the opinion that Friday the Thirteenth did it better simply because yeah. it's more fun to watch Friday the Thirteenth. And I was gonna talk about that when we covered Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> So I will not mention that at all. I will keep my comments strictly to this movie. I I put it at a 7. I think it's important that it exists. I think the first half is really good. And I think it really loses me in the second half. The third act, in my opinion, doesn't hold up as much. And that's what knocks it down from being a really good movie to a pretty good movie. Really? That's the part that you have problems with? Yeah, that's interesting. Because I didn't have problems with the third act. No. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll elaborate when we get into the spoilery review. But yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, you know, I I can't wait to talk about it. Nina, uh, I know you love yes. this movie. I don't like slashers. I'm gonna be upfront because we're talking about <laughs> slashers the next couple weeks, and this movie did nothing to change my opinion of that. However, I really enjoyed some of the characters. Uh, Lori's a great babysitter. So she was easy to project onto, and Jamie Lee Curtis, young Jamie Lee Curtis, is a joy to watch. So, I, I mean, I don't like slashers, so I'm gonna give it a five out of ten on the overall horror. But out of the slashers that I've watched, probably a seven or an eight, I guess. Okay, nice. What? Okay, so we watched Friday Part Three. Where does that rank? That one's a ten because of the punk girl. it's a 10 for a lot of reasons (laughs) there's a lot of really fun things about that movie um on a non-slasher rating it is also a five 
I think all slashers are gonna top out at five. I just don't <laughs> wow. like them. What what has been I think that's reasonable. your experience with slashers so far? Like, what movies have you seen? Uh, oh, you've probably never seen them. No, <laughs> it's. I I did watch like I think Nightmare on Elm Street, but it was a long time ago, and uh, I've seen Sleepaway Camp. I think okay, was the mm-hmm. other one, and I liked the kills in Sleepaway Camp. I thought those were super fun, but the the overall movie itself has some issues. Uh, so we cover yeah, it I just maybe. But I think that overall, slashers to me just don't hold a lot of appeal. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I don't really have like. I. I cannot express or explain why I just don't find them engaging. It's because there's so, no plot usually. I think there's no plot. Uh, <laughs> usually, there's no deeper meaning. Not a lot of likable characters. I can't believe you'd say there's no plot when there are distinctly boobs and slashers. That is the plot, <laughs> Jeff. Come on, get it together. There's priorities here. I don't want to sound like ooh woo hipster deep. Can't get into a movie unless there's some psychological thing behind it. Because I love the Final Destination movies, and I gotta <laughs> say, there's not a lot going on. <laughs> what? <there. laughs> Hold on. Now okay, wait so a minute. People... Hold on no, 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 a second no, no, no. here. So, Where so, exactly so, 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 do you so, so, get off saying on. you don't like slashers when you love the Final Here's Destination the movies? When they're I just love, slashers I... without the good parts? <laughs> come on. No, I no love... there's boobs in those too. No, come on. I'm not talking. But I'm saying it's just a slasher without an actual killer. The killer I is like, the coolest part of any slasher. I, I I think death wanting to get revenge on you for escaping death is a really cool premise. I think that those movies are so cheesy and like dumb, and the kills are so improbable. Uh, but they still do make me think sometimes. What if a truck simply hurdled logs and I died. Okay, but hold on a so. second. That premise the, is the exact same premise as every slasher sequel ever. You just sub death in with Jason or Freddy or whoever. It's exactly the same. But Jason and Freddy suck and death is real. I'm gonna come to your house and beat you up. <laughs> okay, sounds good. That's on me for letting you know where I live. <laughs> Please, I have some evidence for you. Um... Just listen to our podcast to... I ain't trying to hide to anything. To all well, the while you're listening to our podcast to solve the assault on Nina, go ahead and rate it five stars for me, please. I'll call the cops uh, on before, my way there. I don't care. Before we actually move away from me not liking slashers, I will tell you the only slasher that I would rate above a five um, is Candyman. And you do like uh, that movie. I really do love Candyman. It is a good one. And, and that's all I'll add. Yeah. Um, this was my the first slasher movie I've seen. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And while it was simple, I I'm excited to watch more. Um, cool. Because I think I'll I'll go into why why I'm excited for it uh, once we get to the spoilery part. Because um, it's more just in depth of what I think of this movie. All right. Um, well, we have all given our individual ratings, so all we need is the scary rating, and then we can get into spoiler country. This is true. Um, but first, we have trigger warnings. Yeah, this is a really important one. Oh, yeah. Because dogs die in this two movie. Dogs two dogs die. Well, only one is shown, but two yeah. dogs do die. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
two dogs die. Um, I would say stalking. Mm-hmm. Is that a trigger? Yeah. I would yeah. say that's yeah. probably a trigger. I think that's probably a safe one to throw out there. A pretty reasonable um, amount of sex if that's a problem. Yeah, if you don't like nudity, there's a decent amount of nudity. Actually, trivia on the nudity front, Jamie Lee Curtis is one of, if not the only person with the title of Scream Queen that has not appeared nude in a movie to do it. Oh, wow. Who gives yep. out that title? Um, Scream Queen? Yeah. It's just... it's. That's just their role in the movie. Yeah, it's just like the title that like the female protagonist of a horror movie that does the screaming that lives. Well, you phrased it like the title was like important or notable. Well... There's a huge collection of them. It's they like are the archetype. Yeah. You just and mean she final is the girls only one. Or... No. No, there's a difference between a final girl and a scream queen. What's the difference? A final girl like um in um you're next. That girl doesn't scream at all except for when she gets hurt, but she is still a final girl. So a scream so queen is just a final girl who screams a lot? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's a dumb Just title. like how <laughs> Uh, what's his name from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Right. He's the first male I haven't male seen Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That guy. Oh, well. Never, never mind then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so now so with trigger warnings out of the way, uh, we have Emma's scary rating uh, with me, your host, Emma. Um, Yay. Yay. I love Emma. She's great. Uh, She's yeah. Thank host. you so much. Oh, my God. I'm I'm blushing. Um, so as I said, this movie's pretty dated. Uh, there's some kind of ridiculous parts, but overall, I, I would say it's not a very scary movie. However, it did make me jump two times, which is the new record. That is the new record. And for that reason alone, I've got to give it 10 out of 10 scary. All right. Honestly, it made you jump twice, and you were watching it on a laptop screen. That's impressive enough. Yeah. Actually, I switched eventually, because the night I watched it was the night of the second presidential debate. Ah, and yeah, And so priorities. me and Stacy started watching it, and then she was like, oh, actually, I want to watch the debate. So I switched to uh, watching it on my PC. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. With that out of the way... We are going to move into the spoilerly discussion of the movie. Get ready. Um, right off the bat, my favorite thing is that Donald Pleasance is the best-known actor in this movie, and for a man who's on screen for maybe ten minutes, top. Yeah, he gets top, he gets billing, top but billing. He is not in very much of it. He got like, like cannibaled. Yeah, this movie is an hour and forty-two minutes long, and Loomis is in this movie for like. Five seconds here, five seconds there, and he just yells a lot. Yeah, he just kind of shows kind of up asshole. and he acts really, really weird. And you don't here's why nobody wants to like listen I to do. him. I want to interject uh, really quick. Noah's notes say Noah's notes say Loomis is so jaded, but every time I look over to Noah's notes, I think it says Loomis is so jacked. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's this has got crush. Mm, Loomis mm. jacked. Probably you know that Donald Pleasance. <laughs> was he the no, doctor? I... Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, yeah, when you guys say actor names, 99% of the time, I don't know who you're talking about. Nah, sorry, yeah. Donald Pleasance was uh, Dr. Loomis. And 
Good lord. What a mean doctor. Well, and just what a oh, strange he's a, guy. He's a lost case. I just want him to be put in a hole and die. I would kill him myself if I could. You're a doctor, dude. And then he does well, shoot he, him. But he means that. it. He means it. The first <laughs> chance he gets to shoot Michael, he does. He does. Six times. And it's like, yeah, I shot him six times. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what an awful doctor. I, like, And if you listen to his story, he's just like, I walked into that room 15 years ago and I saw nothing but pure evil. Which, like... Like, yeah, I he was a six-year-old he, child. It's, it's implied <laughs> that they at. probably met more times, right? And he tried to work with him. Yeah, he but said he like, tried to work with the, him for, like, eight years. The assumption that but he like, seemed to make right off the bat is that this kid couldn't be helped. <laughs> he really did write him off as a lost cause immediately. He, that's a terrible <laughs> doctor thing to do. Then they should have got Michael another doctor because like I'd love to get I'd love to get into the psychology of like whether or not that made Michael worse to just have this doctor who's like so answering these questions probably won't help you, but it's on my list so we have to do it. Yeah. Real quick before we dive too much more, uh, let me do these quote-unquote spoil uh, summary. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so as they mentioned, Dr. Lupus is a pretty important character to the movie, <laughs> even though he doesn't have much screen time. He, while Michael was in the asylum, um, was it an asylum or was it like a prison? It was an asylum. It okay, was a mental, that's what a I mental institution yeah yeah um so while he was in the asylum uh dr lupus was his doctor and did not like him very much are you, so are you saying lupus on purpose yes okay i just wanted to make sure because it's it's been a few times now and i just did want to double check gluten tog no <laughs> gluten tog <laughs> um, so so yeah so um when uh, Michael escapes at the beginning of the movie, um, Dr. Lupus makes it his personal mission to go back to Michael's hometown to try to track him down, work with the police to make sure that he's arrested again. Um, during all this, Jamie Lee Curtis um, kind of goes and drops off like a package or a flyer or something to um, Michael's old house where he happened to be inside watching her and then he starts following her around um because of that and at one point um jamie lee curtis's character is walking with her friends from school and michael drives by and her friends like shout at him in the car um which kind of puts them on his radar too um so halloween night GLC's character is babysitting a kid and ends up babysitting another kid so her friend can go to Bone Town. And uh, during all this, Michael shows up and starts stabbing. Um, everybody ends up dying except for GLC and the two KDs because she's like able to like escape from him when he tries to kill her and gets the kids to like hide in a locked room and then she hides in a closet and he starts like breaking open the closet when dr lupus shows up and shoots him a bunch of times and he falls out a window um then dr lupus like checks the window 
and Michael is gone. Um, he disappeared. Ooh. He's still alive. He's still out there. Um, but yeah, that's basically the movie. <laughs> there we go. If you guys don't mind, I would like to talk about my thoughts on the inspiration for this movie. Yeah, go for it. Please do. Please do. Because I feel horror, the horror genre at its core um, relies on the various fears that exist within people. Like fear of the paranormal, fear of demons, fear of like murder, whatever. Fear of zombies, like mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Um, this, as well as perhaps other slashers, I think, um, but I can only speak to this one right now. I think plays on the fear of random murders because um, for those of you who don't know or aren't aware like most of the time when a murder happens it's by somebody that the person knows and so it's a little easier to kind of pin down slash figure out who did it Um, but notoriously difficult are random murders because there's not really any connection other than the one like happenstance of them bumping into each other And I think this movie kind of shows that and that Michael starts following around JLC's character just because she happened to go up to his house. And then he went after uh, the two friends because they yelled at him. So I think it plays on this fear of random murders, like really well of this kind of like phantom like nobody character just following them around not because of anything these characters did wrong but just almost by happenstance if i could tag in here just for a second yeah i think it also plays on the fear of being killed by somebody that you do know because uh the first kill that we see in the movie is michael killing his own older sister yeah and then uh later on in the graveyard scene with dr loomis the uh like gravekeeper guy is uh like talking about he's saying like what his exact line is like uh every town has something like this happen and he starts talking about some other town where uh some guy like just randomly killed his wife and kids Mm -hmm. uh so i i think it's kind of intending to come at that angle as well as the you know the idea of one of your loved ones just suddenly turning on you out of nowhere yeah i think that makes sense too But with this being made in the 70s, I think um, it could have taken some inspiration from, like, the New Orleans Axeman, the Texarkana, Phantom Killer. Those were both, like, like, Texarkana, Phantom Killer was in the 40s. New Orleans Axeman was, like, in the 1918, 1919 range. Uh But during this time, there was also, like, the Zodiac Killer and the Golden State Killer that obviously now the Golden State Killer has been found, um, but Zodiac Killer is still unknown. Um, So just kind of like playing on the fears that existed in the time, Yeah, I thought they definitely could have gotten some inspiration from there for this movie. Um, And yeah, I thought it was interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. I have also heard that uh, a lot of the inspiration for the characterization of uh, Michael when we see him as an adult came from uh, the shark in Jaws. 
Really? Yeah, that's why the the mask is just like a flat color and the the eyes are just kind of black and you don't really see anything. It's impossible to read it. Just huh. like how it's impossible to read a shark because it's not a person, it's an animal, it's a force of nature. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of the way that Michael acts through most of the movie as well. I actually really loved in watching it. I I really liked seeing the way that like the particular way that he stalks his victims like he Mm -hmm. it doesn't occur to him to try to be subtle yeah at all like he's just out in the open broad daylight just following them around staring at them openly like you know like it it doesn't occur to him to try and be subtle because there's no point Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting um it was weird seeing like how openly he stalked um, Lori, yeah. I think was the character's name, yeah. Yeah. JLC's character. Um, because, like, literally, there was a time he was, like, standing across the street just out in the open from Lori's school, uh, and she could see him out the window. Which, by the way, if you see a creepy ass guy in a mask, like, staring <laughs> at you from across the street in your school, maybe be like, hey, a uh, teacher fucks up with that guy or maybe um, when you see him the second time later that day you think something's definitely up here maybe i should or maybe the third time you see him <laughs> talk to your friend's dad who's a literal cop right yeah 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 like i hated that man <laughs> firstly the man couldn't sniff for shit they rolled up in a weeded up car right like there's and no he just, way he, he, he leans that, right? his head there's he no leans way. his head into it and he's just like hey girls how you doing don't do anything dangerous someone broke in here and stole a knife and a mask but you know yeah, how kids i have an alternative <laughs> interpretation which is that he totally knew and wasn't gonna do a thing about it which makes him a shitty cop and a shitty dad yeah. knowing that his daughter's driving stoned around town right. yeah but it's his daughter and you know you know you know. can't get you know. if it, the cop's daughter gets in trouble for smoking weed that makes him look bad yeah I'd buy so that. we're just gonna let it slide and now she's dead so I mean she didn't get in trouble it all worked out did it all work out <laughs> I don't think that it did did the cop live through the movie yeah oh, of course okay I just, I just. The cop is honestly a, kind of a non-presence for most of the movie. He was, but he was annoying. Yeah, he doesn't yells figure at into the plot at in all. Scene. No, but it would have been cool if, uh, you know, who else didn't figure into the plot at all? That guy who drove the truck and was wearing the like clothes Michael wanted, and he's dead. So why can't that that smarmy dude be? That's all I'm I, saying. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got a point. I guess. <laughs> My point is, I drive by a drive-in theater on the way home every freaking day, and 50% of the time, I can tell someone's been smonking to feed just by passing. So there's no way he didn't know. So I actually just learned this other thing here. I, I actually wrote in my notes, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't look high school at all. None of them do. Um, but was- here's... She, she was, was the, the only apparent, actual yeah, teenager. The only teenager that was the high school kid? That's so stupid. She was? I can't. Yeah. She was actually a teenager. What? I don't buy that at all. No, I couldn't. I could not believe it. But, yeah. Uh, um, you don't have to buy it because it's true. I, I guess. Well, was she so. like 19? Probably. 
because in in the um to reference a favorite creator of ours in the kill count by dead meat podcast james he mentioned that she was 20 <laughs> years podcast, old james. He, sorry i'm spacing out trying to read what you're typing while i'm trying to talk don't read what i'm typing i can't Mind help your business. it i'm sorry i have i have no excuse. yeah she was 19 yeah he called her 20 years old in his videos so i was like well then she had to be 19 right if he's wrong it's not gonna be like by much 19 years old little baby little baby jlc so yeah yeah, all of them know, so are pretty clearly in their twenties for you know everyone else in the movie though. So let me let me dish my issues with this movie real quick, right? Dishes. So, dishes. Dishes. I like the first half of this movie. I mean, there's some flaws, right? Like, Loomis is clearly deaf when Michael attacks his car. Like, there's glass breaking, there's screaming, and Loomis is over at the box just like. Hello? Hello? What's happening here? What's happening? Hello? <laughs> like, that... The car attack goes on for a full minute. The car attack and Lewis goes is on for like, far too Hello, long. Hello? There's, there's people out here. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's the little issues. But all in all, I feel like this was building up to, like, an actual storyline that actually, like, kind of was about to work out. But instead, it, like... The last... The last act of the movie is just one gigantic murder scene. And I just feel like I I feel like oh, okay. it drops the ball in the sense that the kills aren't chained quick enough to make them keep the tension. Right. But they're too slow to keep the tension as well. There's just there's a lot of downtime where it's just like, oh Butter Girl got killed. Okay. Oh, horny teen A and B got killed. Michael wore a ghost suit for some reason. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was very funny. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> it he is the, the best guy's part of the movie, but here's the problem. The even. Like... It is very good, but Michael has no personality. There was no reason for him to have done that because there's no point in this movie where I'm like, oh, yeah. Michael has a sense classic of style. Prankster. Yeah, there's there's Michael not really any has, point where that. But he is a classic prankster because the way he reveals all the friends dead to to Lori later, he's like, "Here's my, your friend What's that symbolizes behind door number one. Here's your friend that symbolizes my dead sister. The rest of them, well, they're gonna pop up like freaking whack a mole, and you're gonna scream a lot. It's like, yeah, that that think, whole scene was uh, some that? pretty basic slasher stuff, really. That's like, and that's another. That's issue a I scene have, that's like, in every single slasher ever. There's always a scene where somebody uncovers a big bunch of bodies. But that's the thing. Like, I like when Jason does that. I well, Jason does it differently believe, as well. Well, that's the thing. Jason, in my opinion, has the style. He has yeah. the finesse. Jason has a Whereas lot more Michael, personality. Whereas Michael, I'm just like Michael doesn't really. Michael speed walks everywhere. Michael's just the man that speed walks everywhere. And has no personality at all. Okay, now hold on. I... His biggest thing is like <laughs> tilting his head when he pinned Bobby to the door, which was a fun, iconic kill. But like, I do have a little theory about Mike's speed walking, though. Okay. Uh, he has asthma. <laughs> he wants to run after all of his victims, but he can't. His asthma is too bad. Oh my That's God, why in every the, no. kill scene, he's just, like, wheezing through the whole like, thing. <laughs> no, he's I buy that. wearing a mask I with no that. air holes. 
Yeah, <laughs> which would exacerbate his asthma. <laughs> I'm on Joe's side on this one. I think that makes total sense. Okay, fine. We'll make Michael Myers has asthma. Fine. Cannon. We we'll, we'll write that one off. <laughs> Michael canonically yeah. has asthma. <laughs> All our millions of listeners, you heard us. Tweeting it right now. Michael has asthma. Uh, make sure you quote me on that because I'm the one that yeah. said it. Yeah, credit. But yeah, like every yeah, every yeah. kill scene where he was just wheezing through the whole thing, all I could think is this guy needs to just sit down for a second. Like he needs to take a break. That is actually one thing I like though is the scenes where it shows him watching people and you can hear him breathing, even if he's not like, like you don't know that he's there watching, but you hear outside him. of the fact that he's breathing. Yeah, it's, I kind of dig. It's it's a neat gag for the movie to pull. Yeah, I liked that kind of like uh like uh like the soundtrack in friday the 13th every time you see from jason's perspective you hear all those little noises in the background (laughs) i'm talking too much about friday the 13th here sorry (laughs) we gotta hold off on that let's talk more about uh i don't know i I do want to say in response to noah saying that you felt the second half of the movie was like too slow to really keep up the tension i disagree um for one i would say like the first two-thirds of the movie is actually like build up it's Mm -hmm. kind of maybe like the day before or earlier in the day of of halloween um just kind of showing like the characters and their interactions with the setting um showing michael break out of prison and dr what's his face um kind of trying to track him down and like follow in his footsteps of where he's going and trying to get the police to listen to him and then i think the killing doesn't start until probably like the last third of the movie which yeah it gets really far without a whole lot of actual kills yeah yeah which i appreciated um i mean this movie is pretty short um and so even then it's actually not though I thought it's like an hour and 20 minutes. No, it's like an it's hour. An hour 40. and 42. Mm. Hour and 20 is pretty standard for slashers though. They tend to run pretty Yeah, short. I thought it was like I thought that was how long it was too and then I looked it up cuz I'm like what is it like 70 minutes, 80 minutes? But no, it's 102 minutes. Huh. The whole thing feels to me like it's just kind of a slow burn. So I thought the pacing of the ending kind of made sense. Yeah. For for me who's not familiar with slashers or anything, um, I was expecting it to be like minimal setup and then just a lot of killing uh, and a lot of hunting down. But I appreciated that they like really took the time to set up and show the characters and show kind of like the stalking a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, like yeah, some of the kills kind of happened a bit slow or there was like build up to each kill. Um, but I, I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of well paced for what the rest of the movie kind of paced it out to be. Yeah. Um, I think because it really kind of showed the fact that he like really stalks his victims rather than just like walked up and, oh, stab. Um, I think if it was like really quick, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like at the at the first moment where Michael sees Laurie on the doorstep, there he's just on the other side of the window, and you kind of see that, like you know, that's the moment that he picks her, sort of. Yeah. And it's not because of anything actually about her; it's just that 
he that you know the house was where he was going and then she showed up and he was like well okay yeah but Mm -hmm. uh like he he had the opportunity there he could have just opened the door and grabbed her right then but he didn't exactly exactly kind of like uh kind of like you ever watch like a cat with a mouse the way they'll kind of like let him go just so they can catch him again yes Mm -hmm. sort of like that like michael is really personified more as an animal by the by the narrative than anything else Oh, he definitely is. Like, like a Loomis shark. says that probably like oh, just like Loomis times, says. Sure. Yeah, Loomis is always just like he's yeah. pure evil. He was he's a six-year-old boy with no man. soul. Um, and as we learned in a previous episode, fuck sharks. So yes, fuck Michael Myers. Yeah, we um, did hear that in a previous episode. Yep, easily. It's an easy math equation. <laughs> easy math. X Speaking equals of, Y. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to talk about. Um, how Lori's dad is the worst real estate agent on planet Earth. Yeah, what's he doing trying to sell that house? <laughs> what in the world? So he's selling it's been the house. So shitty. What? <laughs> exactly. And he's like, yeah, leave the leave the key under the doormat so the people can come by and take a look at the house. Bitch, what are you doing what? selling that house? What the hell are you doing? It's been sitting like there house... empty and haunted for 15 years. People are exactly. scared no, of it. But it's not even that it's empty and haunted. <laughs> That's not even the problem. The problem is that it's in such a state of disrepair yeah. that it, like, it is an abandoned house. It should be condemned. Yeah. But it is not in good shape. Like what kind of real estate agent would just ditch the house like that? That's just tacky and dumb of him. Yeah, but, it's you know. just it's it's just bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. While we were talking about how Michael picked her out, I did. I just I I put that in my notes in two separate spots because I was still angry about it. Yeah, yeah. I thought about it every time that they showed the house again. The whole movie it was just like, is he really trying to sell it right now? <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna do Maybe anything. Maybe people with it first. want it. Maybe people want it as is, so they pay less, and then they're basically just going to bulldoze it and build something else. Ah, uh, um, maybe. Yeah, you could definitely buy the property and then just build a house on that and make bank. Yeah. Except for the fact that we know Michael's going to come back and take your house away. So, so speaking of the house, um, mm-hmm. when Loomis and the cop show up there and they find a dead dog, and we don't see anything, but... From the description that they give, apparently Michael killed and ate part of this dog. Yeah. Um. But upon looking at it, the cop says it could have been a skunk. I want to know what I'm kind sorry, of skunks they have in Illinois that they regularly just kill and eat dogs. Oh. Oh. Okay. What in the world? The dead dog might have been a skunk, and I'm like, how stupid is that cop? But no, okay, maybe a skunk killed a... Still stupid. See, I thought the exact same thing, but then I was like, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. You would know if you were in the presence of a dead skunk because you always know when you're in the presence of a dead skunk. He must have meant that he thought a skunk could have killed the dog? I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all What's wrong with this, man? I gotta be honest. No, yeah, that's bad. That's that's well, unless we're just getting the, the cops of Haddonfield do not give me much faith in their local law enforcement. Unless I think we can you know, like you brought up earlier with the uh, the car full of weed, maybe this cop just has no sense of smell and <laughs> 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 couldn't recognize it. <laughs> I thought that was a really weird thing for him to say. 
No, that is no, weird. Yeah. See, I think, you know what else is weird, though, is that they find a dead dog, and Loomis is just like, Michael killed and ate that dog. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest, my guy, it is a stretch and a half. Well, here's the thing, though. That's not a weird thing. It would be a weird thing for anyone else to say, right? But it's not a weird thing for Loomis to say, because no, everything that it Loomis says face value. is just I'm so like, no, yeah, that makes sense. weird. I don't yeah. think he says a single normal thing in the whole movie. Even when he's saying normal things, he phrases it in a really weird way every time. Mm-hmm. And then he wonders yeah. why nobody listens to him. I don't know. Lo- I, I found him to be a very frustrating character. Did you? Well, he is a frustrating character. Like, what What are you supposed to do with Loomis? Yeah, I mean, like, like, I feel like he's since out here he's right, dead we're supposed like, to be on his side, that. right? Yeah. But I couldn't. And then he's really mean to the nurse in the beginning, too. He's just like, as a stupid woman, you don't really know what you're talking about. I'm a jaded psychologist. I know he's evil. You don't understand anything. Wow. Young with the stars in your eyes. I am a true enlightened scientist. See, I'm mostly She's just like, thinking, why I did they send her at all? Stop calling him it. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they like, send Loomis her so on weird. that job at all? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why, why did they, they send, send someone... him on that job at all? Well, I mean. They don't need his doctor to be there to transport him securely to a, like, court. I've got less questions about that. I, I just feel like they should have sent a, 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 a larger, stronger nurse, or at least warned her about what was going on. Maybe? Yeah, but at the same time, they were just assuming, like, he's locked up as normal, and then she's yeah. just going in there to. But also, do if Loomis is afraid of him, do. like. Loomis isn't going to be able to restrain him. He's he's an older man. This is 21-year-old Michael Myers. They sent him so that he can kill Michael the first chance he gets. They know he'll do it. And they <laughs> no, that, oh my him. gosh, that's the big brain play, isn't it? They it sent is. him with a nurse that couldn't restrain him and a man who was trigger happy and they're like, "Transport Michael to us in your in your car." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and like, and then, sure, it's not actually his car, but like, it's a regular car. <laughs> yeah, and then you know they would they would get two steps toward the car, and Loomis is gonna be all stop resisting and kill Michael right there. That might have been the plan. It's like, oh no, he didn't make it to the car. No, <laughs> tragic. Just another failure of our law system. Too bad we don't have to deal with this absolute maniac who's gonna like. You know, kill people. <laughs> R.I.P. Michael, but I'm different. <laughs> Loomis, probably. <laughs> uh, on the subject of Loomis's car, actually, uh, anybody else notice that it took him way too long to realize that thing was just parked across the street from him? Yeah, no. <laughs> he's 100%. sitting there staking out this house the entire freaking night, and then eventually he's like, well, maybe I should turn around a, an extra 90 <laughs> degrees. And he sees no, his car, and he's like, hey. <laughs> no, more importantly... He's been staking out that house all night and a lot of the day and hasn't noticed his own car making laps of the neighborhood. Yeah, and then he eventually looks over and sees it parked. Like, it's been driving around the whole time, and it's been right there, and he just didn't see. And you can't tell me that Michael's not grinding gears around the neighborhood. He doesn't know how to they drive. They show him. <laughs> curry, but, curry, like, curry. I, would, I will 100% accept if this movie was made in the 2000s and onward. Oh, right? sure. If he had that an automatic, an automatic okay. car is going to exist and be much more popular. But Michael Myers was driving a manual car. It and probably an old didn't manual even have power that, steering. 
It probably he would have been having all kinds you. of problems. Yeah, my ninety one Civic didn't have power steering, so there's no way that thing did. <laughs> that yeah. poor man, like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he figured out how to do that, but can he teach me? Yeah, they don't really. And explain everyone that. else. Obviously, I mean, Doctor Lupus at the beginning said, "Cause like somebody was like, well, he's not gonna get very far because he doesn't know how to drive." And he's like, "Well, someone must have taught him how yeah. to drive." <laughs> I to love that. Doctor. It's like that's that's like another accusing. Lupus. Jeez, now you got me doing it. That's another Lupus <laughs> accusation that we just let slide because it's like, well, he he has been right, so that must be what happened. No, who's like teaching the yeah? There's nothing teaching to support the psych ward inmate how to drive out of nowhere. It doesn't just, make any sense. It's wild. There's a lot of problems. It's straight in this up movie. wild. <laughs> uh, one of the sex scenes later on in the movie, they just got a jack o' lantern on the nightstand next to him. Yeah, I like what? that. I like Who that. Who does lot. that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but, but don't you get it? There's it's a sex scene and there's a Jack O Lantern. Okay, <laughs> look. Okay, look. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> it's the sexy Jack O Lantern. Yeah. Oh, of course. My bad. You like I didn't the jack o lantern to show your partner you're in the mood, you know? <laughs> they didn't have internet in 78. What do you think they did? Like, mm, Halloween was peak season. <laughs> and they were just putting these things out on their porches? <laughs> <laughs> See, honestly, this is a town Sock that really... The handle. <laughs> this town is really into Halloween, though. Like... There are jack-o'-lanterns everywhere. Everyone in this town is really Everybody's into it. Doing but the none of the kids were trick-or-treating. Like, everyone was very into this, but no one was trick-or-treating. You got the two kids. Yeah, it seems like there's, What's like, name? one group of children out trick-or-treating. Yeah, you got <laughs> the one group of kids trick-or-treating, and then you got Lindsay and what's-his-name. Tommy. And they're just hanging out. Donnie? Tommy. Yeah, you got Tommy. Yeah, Lindsay Tommy, and Tommy, who is who very bad at hiding, out. and Lindsay, who is very bad at looking, apparently. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Also, I'm, I, you know, big respect to Lindsay for just ignoring Annie constantly while Annie's just like, Lindsay, do this. Anyway, boyfriend, haha, gonna bone ya. Lindsay, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. the whole, she was so awful. And then she spilled butter on herself. And then she's like, yeah. well, I guess but I it gotta get naked now. But it was hot liquid butter and she didn't go out. She went, Oh no! I ruined my shirt. Like I guess I gotta go out to the garage to wash my clothes. Yes, I mean I. <laughs> that's confusing to me, but also I guess it makes sense. You know, you have a wash house. I don't if think it's an it older does. House. Well, if it's one of those things where if it's an older house where you would have had a wash house outside of your main house. Is a wash house a I guess, thing? Uh, but why not just take off your clothes, put on new clothes, and then go out there? Why not just not stripped down naked in the kitchen. In the kitchen, of all places. Yeah. Just randomly. Like yeah, like, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've spilled things on my clothes a few times in my life. Embarrassing, I know. Place, yeah. But um, you can keep You're wearing so those suckers. Yeah. You okay, don't have true. to take them all off immediately. You can, you can just wear them until you figure something else out. But no. Well... And I would I would accept her having to take off hot butter clothes right away. 
being like, ow. Yeah. But she doesn't even. Except that she, she didn't wasn't... react to the heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She like, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed ill-conceived. At best. <laughs> and then she else was ill-conceived? Hmm. Michael Myers. Aww. Oh. <laughs> that poor child. Poor Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween. Broken. The episode that we all just joke about sex. The whole time. <laughs> well, on that subject, uh, <laughs> did they ever? Did, I don't remember. Did they ever explain what happened to his parents? No, I think no. it's implied that they just moved away or something. Because mm. well, they we, left the house. They're just like, we don't want to deal with this anymore. We're abandoning our house. We're leaving our child in heavy psychiatric care, and we're gone. Can you blame? I them? mean, it makes sense. Their six-year-old child killed someone and that well, their, their six-year-old child their killed child. their 17 year old child it's like oh they so. were both killed in a car accident oh really oh that's right they had to explain this in the second one for reasons oh okay okay so that's so another I, thing i i read a slight spoiler online for i don't know if it's the second one or um, what it is hit me with that spoiler um it's that JLC's character is Michael's sister. Yeah, so that is something that Carpenter included in the second one. Because, I mean, you know the story of Halloween, right? Like, he did not want to make Michael Myers into a series. Yeah, it was he supposed to, to be make... an anthology series originally, right? Yep, where it's just a different creepy event happening on Halloween. But the producers were like, hey, give us some of that sweet, sweet Myers. We need some more of that Michael Myers. And Carpenter's like, yeah, I'm going to kill they him. They sounded though. like that. And that that's how we got like. Season of the Witch as the third movie was because Carpenter's like, yeah, I finally killed him. But he had to he had to give us a reason to have any characters reoccur. So uh, Lori became Michael's sister. And when the parents died in a car crash, that's when the um, that's when the Strodes adopted Lori. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Black. Uh, for those who, I mean, who I guess are it works unaware for uh, among our listeners. Uh, Season of the Witch is the only Halloween movie to not feature Michael Myers whatsoever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What's the point it, of it? It's literally It's what John Carpenter wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He wanted to do, like a, like, a series of movies that all just were, like, different things on Halloween happening. Kind of like, you know, how there's a lot... There's a lot of different little horror anthologies. There's, like trick-or-treat which is like i guess kind of closer to what that he wanted to do and then people liked michael myers too much so that was why michael myers was even in the second one but i'm pretty sure they were hoping that the third one would start up what they really wanted to do uh but that didn't work so they went back to using michael myers over and over again yep so I was watching this movie with that knowledge and trying to look at it as being uh, an individual piece, uh, you know, by itself, kind of trying to view it in isolation from the knowledge that it became a series. Um, yeah. And I got to say, uh, I don't think it there's I think there's a lot of things that it does not do well with that knowledge. Yeah. Like, I think knowing that it turns into a series and that it becomes a more established thing, I think this is fine as a first installment. But mm-hmm. in isolation from that, if, if you look at it by itself only on its own merit, I think it's missing an awful lot of things. See, I feel like if there wasn't another movie, 
I feel like this movie would not have exploded. Nah. But it but it did without another movie. And that's what confuses me. And it makes me think like this was, you know, the the late 70s, early 80s. That was horror golden age, you know, like everyone loves 80s horror, everyone loves 70s horror. I think this thing really kicked off because it was just at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Because, you know, we have a really, it's got a really catchy theme song. It's got an ambiguous ending that doesn't really leave you wanting more. You know, you don't feel bad about the ending. It's just an ending. I felt kind of weird about it. Really? It seemed like it just sort of suddenly happened. It didn't seem like the story was naturally coming to a close. It was just like, well, all the killings happened now. I guess we'll just sweep Michael under the rug and that'll be the end of the movie. Okay, yeah, no, that's that, fair. No, that's a big, that's a big fair. It felt like, you know, maybe they could have had him chained up and put in a truck. And then Loomis says to Laurie, he's like, "Well, <laughs> that's the end of that. <laughs> and that's the end." Of that. <laughs> Enjoy Don't worry, your Halloween. <laughs> we put him away. <laughs> and looks at Enjoy your Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. <laughs> Enjoy your John <laughs> Carpenter's <laughs> Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. <laughs> Wow, George, it really was a John's Carpenter Halloween <laughs> 1978. The real John Carpenter's Halloween 1978 is the friends okay. we made along the way. <laughs> Darn, I was going to say, I guess the real Halloween was the 1978s along the way. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to make that my Twitter bio. <laughs> Oh my god! I feel yeah, so but anyway, confident. though, I I feel like there could have been any kind of a just a better wrap up to the ending. You know, it it should have felt more like the ending of a movie, the ending of a story, and less like mm-hmm. someone just said, "Hey, that's our runtime, so bye." Now, I will say though, with the knowledge that it was supposed to be an anthology, it does make sense. It does kind of feel it like an anthology work. story. Yeah, but because anthology stories always end in the worst ways, they're never they never have a good ending. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're. It's right. just like rarely. Oh, we could uh, we could flesh this out into a big idea someday, maybe, or we could just leave it as part of a four part anthology movie. Up to you. Anyway, here's and the then next it stays one. as a four part anthology movie. How many Halloween movies are there? Uh, nah, mm, too many. Let me. It's like Very seven. Many. No, there's more than seven. There's more than seven. Yeah, okay, so do you want me to count the zombies or not? The what? I don't know. <laughs> the Rob Zombie ones. Oh. Uh, just in the original series of them. So not including the reboot, the 2018 reboot. Yeah, not including reboots. Okay. So we have the eight original movies, which have contained within them, I think, three or four different timelines. Oh, why are there you different got, timelines? Uh, Season of the Witch does one. Does Michael um, create a time machine? Or, or stumble Curse across of Michael one Myers has a it. timeline. H20 follows directly after 2, I believe. Resurrection is kind of off doing its own thing. Huh. There's just there's a lot going on. And then after that, there but were then you two also, Rob Zombie movies, and then... Yep, Rob Zombie got two movies, and now we... Uh, the 2018 reboot, and then we're also getting Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Oh, it's finally going to yep. end. Now, are those oh, going to be sequels time. to the 2018 reboot? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, the 2018 trilogy is going to continue from the very first Halloween movie, and then it's going to conclude the story of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. And the 2018 and reboot did, is not quite a reboot, but kind of a, a, a it's sequel more of, it's like picking a up directly after the first. Yep. Okay. They got rid of the. Uh, they got rid of Laurie being his sister. They do reference it in the movie. Actually, they're like, "I thought I heard she was his sister." No, that's just some stupid stuff people made up. <laughs> I really so want to watch that one now. Do I have to watch any of the other ones to watch Halloween 2018? No, not at all. Okay. It's cool. it's a sequel. The only thing that you'll miss out on is a boatload of references to the other movies. There's certain kills. There's certain shots and stuff like that. Oh, okay. How was Halloween 2018? I adored it. I am very excited to talk about it someday because it is, in my opinion, not even up for debate, the best Halloween movie. Cool. Mm. Halloween 2021. We'll talk about Halloween 2018. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? We should. <laughs> At that point, Halloween Kills will have come out, so we can probably do both. <laughs> Neat. No, but then Halloween 2022, we'll talk about Halloween 2021. Well, there we go. There we, we got there plans. We go. Yeah. I love how on the Halloween movies in order, Google pull-up, Season of the Witch doesn't even have a poster. Like, there's no image to It is disrespectful. It, it is wow. disrespectful. <laughs> but back to the movie we're here to talk about. Right. Um, Loomis outside the Myers house being like, Hey, kid. Your, your mother was a hamster and your father was an elderberry. You know, like, that was his what whole, he said, like, yeah. he's, That's not how it was. That was word he's word for word what he said. He's not scary. He's not, no. The kid shouldn't have gone running. Like, the kid's well, there I mean, and then a wait, man actually, who clearly is hiding I'm behind a that. tree. If I were walking up to you in an abandoned house <laughs> and then uh, some disembodied voice from the bushes were to say that my mother was a hamster and my father was an elderberry, I would probably Which get is out ha- of there. The kid was right to yeah. run. He was right to run, but Loomis is not frightening. Correct, yes. The frightening part was that they assumed the house was empty and then a man behind the tree was like, Hey, kid. Ah. <laughs> it's the voice that he puts on. It's just so... <laughs> it, it's very funny. <laughs> like, I know it's supposed <laughs> to be him trying to be scary, but it does not land well. <laughs> It's just funny how not scary he is when he's trying to be scary. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, he's got this stone-cold insanity rolling. Yeah. Where he's just like, you don't understand. This man's a menace. He must be stopped. I need pictures of Michael Myers. <laughs> and everyone just looks at him like, no, this is normal and this is fine. It's like, no, it's 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 none of these things. I mean, usually they're more like, well, what do you know about this? You're just a doctor. We're cops here in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> honestly you joke but like you say that because that is literally what they it's say it's what to they him, say though. yeah <laughs> like they're just like and hey, what do you know about michael myers and he's like i was his doctor for 15 years and what do you know about michael myers anyway then you know 15 years that's nothing i got i got warts older than 18 years oh look at this guy michael myers for 15 years and that's i don't know dude yeah no one took any of the situation seriously. They all like none of them were like, "Oh, Loomis does know about Michael Myers." None of, but they also all just listened to him. And then when he was proved right, 
There's nothing. They, they're it, all just they like, re- oh. like <laughs> it's just like, oh well, oh, Michael Myers, huh? Yeah, That's well, and also just like Mr. from the Loomis. moment that the escape occurs, and he's talking to that other hospital guy, and he's like, why would you let him out like this? And the hospital guy's like excuse me and the hospital guy's like well why didn't you warn us that he was dangerous and it's just like you freaking kidding me the dude killed his sister when he was six years years old are you telling me that you don't know that that's dangerous (laughs) what (laughs) why didn't you tell us he was dangerous he's been in your care for so long yeah, and I then Loomis is like, I told you. everyone, but nobody would listen to me. And it's just like, what? <laughs> what? what is happening with these people? <laughs> See, and here's the problem with this movie. I'm having so much more fun riffing on Loomis than I did watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. And that's its problem, is a slasher, like, there's, we got our bones built with Black Christmas and Halloween. And then we all realized, oh, for a slasher to be good, it's got to be fun. It doesn't need to be funny. It just needs to be fun. And Halloween tried to do that with a few, and it just, they're they are rough. Yeah. Well, we'll cover them someday, I'm sure. But they're, boy, they're rough. But, you know, it's just like, I don't know. You got good moments, you know, like the fantastic pillow talk of, hey, give me a beer. And then, no, you. And he's like, whew, you got me. And then he goes and gets stabbed into a door. You know, it's like <laughs> classic. That's that was that was good. That was ex- I needed more of that in this movie because that is what made that was like a highlight of the movie. It was like, that's funny. And it's it's just a lighthearted moment that boom, it's not good anymore. Is that a lighthearted moment? That was moment? great. I'm s- well, how's get me a beer? No, you not a lighthearted moment. I don't know, it just didn't feel lighthearted at the time. <laughs> it was like, you knew bad things were going to happen, because of course it was, but like... Well, naturally, it's a slasher and they just had sex. You know something's exactly. about to happen. You, you can't do that. It's illegal. You can't. But, you know, like, like that was a fun moment. It was just like a good little shining spot of, aha, it's, a, it's what I perceive to be typical slasher formula. And then the rest of it's just like... Oh, we're creeping through the house, and there's children everywhere, and Michael just keeps sitting up. And that's what he's doing, yeah. They, because <laughs> you know, Chumbawamba did write a song about him because they did. He did get knocked down he got so many times, but, down, he, but he like, got back up again. You're never gonna Im- keep him down. It's really important to note that this Michael Myers was not supernatural. Supernatural Michael Myers did not get introduced until, like, five or six. Oh, geez, that That's, far I in. think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was five or six that he was 100%, no, I think maybe it's five, that he's, like, confirmed Supernatural. Wow. Six at the latest. He's supposed to be a regular dude in this somehow. He is just a normal, boring person in this. He gets stabbed and then shot the six eye. times and then he falls out a second story window and just hops right back up and runs off and that's supposed yeah. to be a regular person. Uh, yeah, no, that's the problem. It's like... He doesn't even bleed. There's... Uh, yeah, there's plot holes like that that make me unhappy with this movie when I'm... A, when, like, you're aware of the fact that he isn't supposed to be special. You could write him off as a special case... In this first movie. Sure. Like, by itself, you could make a case for 
special Michael. He definitely but, seems to be kind of like ambiguously supernatural when it comes to mm-hmm, the yeah. way he survives everything and never bleeds. But yeah, on the other hand, actually, almost nobody bleeds in this movie. I think it's because this they knew true. that they couldn't afford good fake blood. Mm-hmm. I, also, they were probably trying to make sure that because of the um, the violence and the language here and there, they probably didn't want to get caught too hard with, uh, what do you call it? Oh, get see, I thought it was just a, a budget thing. More than anything it else. It probably also could have been a budget. Because also, I don't know, I mean, it, it felt to me like the kill scenes were sort of underdone and also most times a little poorly acted. Mm-hmm. I think the only blood was the sister kill at the beginning. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at their budget, you know, 300000 roundabout. Halloween 2 had a $2.5 million budget. 300000 That is not a mm-hmm. ton for a movie. Yeah, and then it made up to $70,000, whereas Halloween 2 had a budget of $2.5 million and made $25.5 million. Huh. Wow. Still a very, still like a huge success, but nothing nearly as huge as Halloween. And I guess, I guess this just leaves me wondering, like, what is it about Halloween that struck such a chord with people? Because it's such a well-regarded movie. Everyone loves Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. And... I just sit here thinking, yeah, it's good, but I really feel like everything Halloween does, Jason did better. Yeah. And, you know, it that's fine. It's okay to have a, a preference of, like, this, you know, it, the spiritual successor or the, uh, the, inspir- the, inspir- blah, 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 the inspired one over the original, you know, like, but... I I just want to wrap my mind around. Is it was it the score? Because the score is really good. the The theme song for Halloween is absolutely iconic, and you're never going to like. You can never take that away from it. It's yeah. I think you know. I think not to harken back to what I said. No, please do at the beginning of the spoiler part. But I think cultural context has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because specifically this movie was filmed in California, which is where Golden State Killers were happening, mm-hmm. as well as Zodiac Killings, right? Those mm-hmm. happened in California? I don't know. I believe so. I don't so. remember. I think so. Um, so I think specifically for like people in the California area who were scared of all this shit that was happening at the time, and it also was, I think, nationwide news. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it was in like the cultural subconscious and this appealed to that kind of fear in the same way as if like if a solid horror, not really slasher, but slasher movie about like school shootings or something came out mm-hmm. like right now, um, I think it would have a much greater impact and people would talk about it in a more significant way than if 20, 30 years from now, if gun violence is kind of solved for the most part and there aren't like school shootings or anything happening anymore, or as in significant numbers, like mm-hmm. people might look back on it and be like, yeah, this is a good movie, but I don't understand like why it was like such a big mm-hmm. thing back then. Or like why people like stuck to it as much as they did. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, to I totally understand that for, for this one specifically. I see that there's merit in it. Absolutely. I, I really have nothing to say because it's personally not my, not my thing. That's valid. Does anybody have any other thoughts about this one? I just have one. Okay, mm -hmm. go for it. Uh, I think Lori Strode is gay, and I think she has a thing for Annie. I can been. see that. So, that is not the case in later films. But, but I definitely well, I wasn't watching later films. I was watching this one. <laughs> I definitely agree that it does seem like that's coded into this movie. Yeah, just the way that she starts playing with her hair when they're on the phone together. Mm. And kind of mm. keeps doing it for the, the following scene afterward until she gets uh, distracted enough. And also the way that she refers to herself as the Girl Scout. She mm -hmm. does do that. Our, I don't know that her calling herself the Girl Scout. I would not think that was anything it by much. itself. It's only because the idea was already in my mind that that stuck out to me. But that's I don't know. It's the okay. impression I got. I'm about this. Like, I get like behind this. it, yeah. You know, because when they're driving, Annie is talking about trying to set her up with some guy, and she's like, "Oh no, uh, I'd rather go with uh, other guy." And I feel like and that she's was like, supposed to be I hooked you up with deflecting other guy. I feel like she was trying to deflect it onto like a guy who would be like, you know, obviously like uh, out of her league or something, or like yeah, you know, somebody yeah. that Annie wouldn't try mm. to set her up with, somebody unreachable. Yeah, just yeah. to be like, uh, leave it alone. But mm -hmm. and they they establish like pretty theory. solidly that she's never doing things with guys, whereas her friends are, and everyone seems to think that's odd. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, That's just what I thought. I know how young people be. I like this theory. I subscribe to this theory. I would like yeah. to sign up for this theory's newsletter. Uh, it's going to be the same thing every time. Just every week I'm going to send you the same, <laughs> the this same is email. It's just, Laurie Strode is gay. gay. That's it. <laughs> okay. But, uh, well, yeah, so that's my final thoughts. Anybody else? I think that's about it for me. I don't know. I've I've said my complaints. I feel like I should, um, because this is a very unpopular take I'm having here, I should once again say, this is a very important movie to exist. I'm happy it exists. Unlike Poltergeist, where I was like, I could have, I could be like, I could give or take having watched this. Mm -hmm. I've now watched Halloween three times. Yeah. And... While each time I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I'm never angry I watched it. I might feel like I wasted a little bit of time every now and then, but it's not like it's not a movie that I feel bad about seeing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I wish Nine Star Noah was here. I wish Nine Star Noah was here too. I want to know what was going through Nine Star Noah's <laughs> head. Was Nine Star Noah just out here like, oh, I an iconic piece of horror cinema. Um, much like the great Robert Ebert, or Roger Ebert said, this is um, a fantastic example of slasher movies. Oh my god. That was what Robert Ebert, Ebert did love said. this movie, though. Like, Ebert hates slashers, and he did love this one. Huh. Can't relate. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and start wrapping up. Sounds um, good. As I said previously, this is the Casual Obsession Horror Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Casual Horror Pod, as well as everywhere else at Casual Horror Pod. 
except for YouTube, where we're just casual obsession. Yep. Um, Someday we can be casual horror pod, but not yeah, today. Not today. <laughs> um, you can find me, Emma, on Twitter at mjade seven two no what mj 2017 <laughs> um and i've been i got a new computer recently and so i started streaming on twitch this week and you can nice. find me at emma panada it's like empanada but emma at the beginning oh classic 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 oh nina how about you okay uh <laughs> Uh, I'm Nina. You can find me almost everywhere at Nina Wolverina. Um, the big thing is I don't post a lot of horror content to those places, but I do post um, a rapidly mounting amount of uh, of uh, horror content on House Usher Rises on Twitter. Uh, so if you want to hear my takes on horror movies or see... Um, bad horror movies that I find at the DVD and record shop that I work at, uh, you can follow me there. Noah. You can find me as Bubba the Bad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D. Twitch, Twitter, and Insta, yada da 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 I only have one Twitter, and I talk about everything on it. Um, That's true. But at this time of year, this time of year being October, well, I guess not anymore by the time this episode comes out. That's one more day of October. Um, it is what it is. Yada da da da. Twitter, just follow me. It's a fun time. I don't. I don't know. Man, my yeah. brain fell out of my head nice. when I tried to do that. <laughs> All right, Jeff, finish us off strong. You can find me on Twitter at Bubba Wubba Dab. You'll figure it out, and you can find me on Instagram at the Hammer of Jeff. Hey, and with all that said, happy Halloween and all that because this will come out on halloween um we probably should have said something about that at the oh, very yeah. beginning happy halloween um, happy halloween, happy halloween. Happy halloween. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're done <laughs>